Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another uh, Good Trash Garbage Shoot. Uh, quick reviews from the Good Trash studio over here, where we're taking a look at the newest of movies in the timeliest manner that we possibly can uh, in the middle of Oklahoma, where things don't always open on time. I am uh, Arthur Gordon, and I am joined by... Hey, it's me, Dalton Stewart. Happy to be here. I'm very excited you and I uh, both got to see this on the weekend. We finally got it here in the OKC Metro. Uh, very pumped. Uh, before we get into all of that fun stuff, though, Dalton, uh, you were telling me off air you had something coming up in the in the near future. Yeah, thank you for reminding me. Uh, on J- July 17th, that's this coming uh, Monday, or Monday or so from now, uh, July 17th at OK Cider, I'm in a... Uh, retelling of Twister uh, put, being put on by Theater Crude. It's a fundraiser for them for their one of their uh, their theater festivals that they do later in the year. Uh, but uh, the Martin Dupross, who are a comedy duo here in OKC, asked me to be their Philip Seymour Hoffman. So I big shoes to fill, big huge colossal. Yeah, uh, we might be talking about him later today. Uh, so they asked me to be their Dusty. So I dutifully bought a, a PSH hat from Super Yaki. And I will be uh, in one-fifth of Twister with uh, this comedy team. Uh, one of the teams is a dance troupe. There's a poet. There's a musician. So, yeah, five different groups retelling Twister in sort of the funny, um, you know, loving way. So that'll be July 17th at OK Cider. It's kind of over by the Paramount parking lot uh, or the Paramount room. Uh, if you rem- remember uh, those old days. Uh, it's where the film row location for Rodeo Cinema's at. It's right by that building. Uh, that parking lot is a paid lot now, I will tell you, listener. They uh, they done did a sturdy finally. Sounds about right. Yep. Uh, they validate parking at the Paramount building, but OK Cider, not in that building. So $10 parking right out front, but uh, there's free parking on the street around it. Uh, come check it out, July 17th. Uh, that sounds oh, like... Oh, 7 o'clock. There you go. That's important. Uh, it, that sounds like a great concept for a production. I think it's gonna be fun. Yeah, yeah. that's a very interesting uh, little process. We may talk a little bit more about interesting theatrical processes uh, in today's episode, uh, because we are gonna be talking about a brand new A twenty four ish joint uh, called Past Lives, which just went wide. Uh, I'm gonna give you a little rundown on the movie, and then Dalton and I are gonna give you some quick reactions, reviews about it, and then give you some recommendations on whether or not we think you should check out past lives from a24's website nora and Sung, two deeply connected childhood friends are rest apart after nora's family immigrates from south korea two decades later they are reunited in new york for one fateful week as they confront notions of destiny love and the choices that make a life in this heart-rending modern romance past lives is written and directed by saline song in her feature debut It is co-produced and distributed by A24 alongside Killer Films 2AM and CJ Entertainment of South Korea. The movie does have an autobiographical leaning, as Celine Song's own parents were artists and her father was a filmmaker and they did immigrate to Canada. Celine also did marry a writer as well. The film stars Greta Lee as Nora, Tia Yo as Sung, and John Magaro as Nora's husband, Arthur. The film is rated PG-13 for strong language and runs around one hour and 45 minutes. This film debuted at Sundance before playing at Berlin International Film uh, Festival and then opening the Seattle International Film Festival. Uh, it opened limited at the beginning of June before going wide at the end of the month. Now, Dalton, I know, so I've got a kind of critic acquaintance on social media who I think saw this at Sundance. Mm-hmm. And so I've kind of 
heard a little rumbling about this for a while. Obviously, the A24 powers uh, to be behind it as well. So I, I started seeing a couple trailers for it in the last probably month or so. So when did you really kind of start hearing the kind of buzz? Because around critically sun, acclaimed yeah. around Sundance. Yeah, I, I started hearing those, those rumblings of like, hey, this is one of the ones to watch coming out. Uh, and then, you know, A24 started up, uh, you know, pushing out their ad campaign. Um, so I saw those ads when they first came out. And I've just been like waiting and waiting mm-hmm. and waiting, <laughs> wondering, like, when are we going to get a, a release for this here? Which is the story of Oklahoma film. Truly. Uh, you can never tell how A24 is going to, you know, uh, expand the release on something, how they're going to roll it out. They so, may do a fan experience for Ari Aster's new movie, or you yep. may not hear about it until the holidays. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I know. I remember the last one of these, I feel like, was uh, Green Room, was one that mm. I felt like had been in limited release and like for like six weeks before I got to see it. Yeah. It was driving me crazy. So this was another one that, yeah, I've, I've been really excited for the last month or so, you know, seeing, you know, open in New York and LA and it has, you know, expanded from there. And it has been really exciting to like, I've, I've gotten myself amped up for this to open here. So yeah, I was I mean, really looking forward to it. Day one, as soon as it opened, I went and saw it. Yeah, me too. Here, you went and saw it, you know, I texted you, I figured you already had plans for it, but um, yeah, I, you know, I didn't really know. I'd seen a couple trailers, but I wasn't really sure what we were going to be in mm-hmm. for. So, uh, that being said, it is framed as a romantic drama when you look at genres and how it's been categorized. So uh, what are your quick reviews? What are your quick thoughts on past lives by Celine song? You know, it's, it's so interesting to try and put a genre on it, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I guess romantic drama is the, the best one to do. But it is such an understated movie, you know, and I think it kind of plays with genre convention in an interesting way. Um, obviously, there's like a, a lineage of films that this is sort of operating mm-hmm. in, in the the coaching tree of, and maybe we'll talk about that later. Uh, but this is, you know, definitely a film about longing and regrets, and and not even sometimes not even always regrets, but just uh, a resignation about like, okay, well, this is like. Here, here's where I'm at, and here's where I can go, and here's what I want, and here's what I used to want, and it's it's mm-hmm. definitely about, it's a very existential film in that mm-hmm. it's about making choices, mm-hmm. and it ultimately, I heard an interview with Celine's song. I hope this isn't too much of a spoiler. Um, you know, she she did a great interview uh, with Sean Fennessy for the Big Picture, uh, and she talked about it. You know, obviously, it is kind of a love triangle film. Uh, but she says she she ultimately looks at it as a film about a woman choosing herself as opposed to having to choose between two men. Mm-hmm. And I and and then she kind of articulated further that it is really a movie where three people choose themselves. And I think that is a, a really accurate assessment for the movie. I think she's got a very kind of clear eye on the picture she mm-hmm. made uh, because I think that's a really f- a fun way to articulate what's going on here without again giving too much of the plot away. Yeah. Um- it's, it really is a movie that pivots on the idea, I think, especially in the marketing of will they, won't they mm-hmm. is really kind of where this, I think, sets you up. And like you said, it does have a long lineage. I think it's pulling from. And I do, I do think we want to talk about that in a little bit. But, um, man, we talked about, uh, well, you're, you're probably hearing this before we talk about it, but we we're doing our top 10 directors in the mm-hmm. future. Uh, and, you know, we talked about it there. We talked about it a long time ago when we did Blood Simple, but... This idea of just fully formed filmmakers coming out. I mean, this is Celine Song's feature debut. She's done mm-hmm. some plays. She's done stage work. Uh, I don't know if she's done any short films or not. It doesn't look like it. Maybe uh, she did some writing, I know, for The Wheel of Time over on Amazon. Um, yeah, she she wrote this while she was working on The Wheel of Time. And I, I think that was kind of she was getting ready to make the transition to screen work. Yeah. So, I mean, really just not a ton of 
experience in this kind of field, you know, uh, I mean, obviously stage direction add some of that, but, uh, this movie just looks incredible. Uh, I mean, the team that they've put together, uh, for this, her script, I think does something very interesting because like you said, it does deal in these big existential what ifs type questions, uh, while also being very authentic and natural, uh, in a way. Uh, and we get these kind of moments back and forth between, uh, Nora and Hay, um, that just feel so lived in and true to life. And I think a big part of this is the way in which Celine Song knows how to resonate or knows how to sit with these characters and mm. show us this interior world as we do meet them. Uh, it's told in sort of, I guess, three chapters. Yeah. The way and you kind of got a prologue, which sets up, uh, I think, a genius setup. Dude, such a good prologue. Um just genius. And, and well, it's it's we it, it kind of sets up this idea of like when you're people watching and you yeah. see three people together and, and you're like, is, you, how, yeah, how does that with, fit together? Yeah, it does open with that idea. Who yeah. do you think they are? You know, because Who it is an odd trifecta. Other? Maybe yeah. if you're a passerby uh, and, and you know reading body language mm-hmm. and you know it's so cool. And then we get a cut back to 24 years later, and then we get some jumps through time as we track the relationship between uh, Nora, uh, which is her Americanized or. Westernized, English, yeah, westernized yeah. name, uh, and hey, um, and and how they keep connecting. But yeah, it is a story about uh, fate, about uh, is it in one in young in young, yeah, uh, this Korean idea of destiny and past lives and how they feed into one another mm-hmm. and uh, the way people are destined to meet, even brushing up against somebody, uh, maybe a sign of a past life interaction. Uh, these really cool concepts. Mm-hmm. Uh, that really drive the emotional heart of this film and where it winds up. And if you've seen the marketing for this film, you, you've probably seen uh, the the trailer that uses part of Nora's monologue about In Young, mm-hmm. which is sort of kind of a, a the crucial like midway point of the movie is Nora meeting Arthur at this writer's retreat mm-hmm. after her and uh, Sung have reconnected. You know, she moved away as a child. They reconnect in their early 20s. They realize they're not going to be able to, you know, consummate or even further this this kind of can this this romantic relationship is being kindled over skype and email it's just not going to work out so they decide to stop talking to each other Mm -hmm. and they both start seeing someone shortly after that and nora meets arthur at this writer's retreat and it is in seeing what's going on with Song and and her kind of intercut with each other as she's explaining this idea of In Young to Arthur, and it's it's a really great little piece of filmmaking. It's, it's, I think it's one of kind of the standout moments of the film. And again, if you've seen the marketing for the film, you've seen a little clip of the sequence. But yeah, it's, I think it's a really great moment that kind of encapsulates the themes uh, and and just like again, this idea of it's not too hard to relate to, but that you know is is kind of centered in Buddhist concepts, so it might be a little. Uh, outside of uh, um, an American audience's or a North American audience's perspective, so it's 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 really kind of cleanly lays out this idea and how how that fits into the theme of the movie. Yeah, uh, and I think what's really interesting is this idea that you know obviously it's coming from a romantic uh, angle, but I think anybody who has gone through an experience of being uprooted at any point in their life mm. and they've had a close friend, especially as a kid, and they've had close friendships or they've had crushes or maybe a first love and then pulled out of that i think there are always those lingering questions about i wonder where they're at i wonder what would have been if i'd stayed or Mm -hmm. you know whatever uh, that looks like and i think there's a very universality to that theme that a lot of people can latch on to and reckon with and try to reconcile feelings through um and i think 
man, it's just so well structured, like you said, through that sort of metaphor and that uh, philosophy that, that comes up through uh, the Indian is, is just really interesting. And there's some great moments where they get to kind of uh, reckon with that and meditate on that in mm. the movie as, as Hay and uh, Nora get to reconnect later in life. Yeah. I mean, and that is kind of where we find ourselves. It's sort of the, the, the pivotal, or, you know, the pivotal moments and scenes and climaxes of the film are in this, this third section, the second 12 year time jump where Nora and Arthur have been met, have been married for 12 years and Sung is coming to visit New York on vacation and they do meet and uh, talk and then they decide, you know, she's going to bring him to their apartment, her apartment to meet Arthur and they're all going to go out together and we come back to the opening of the film and we kind of see like how, how the three of them got to the bar at 4 Mm a.m. and how that conversation is unfolding. And again, it's, it's not a film where a lot happens, and yet it is like the biggest emotions you could possibly imagine. I was about to say, the, the you know, tagline, elevator pitch, this is a very high concept idea. Two childhood loves pulled apart by family are drawn back together 20 years later, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's a pretty basic concept that you can explain pretty quickly, but the actual movie does reckon with it in these very quiet, and I wouldn't say necessarily meandering, but kind of longing ways because we do have a lot of time just spent walking and in conversation and then zoom calls or Skype calls, I should say, I think in, in, in they here. Fi- and they find a way to make those cinematic, which I yeah. thought was really cool. Yeah. And there's a lot of, you know, it, it really does have some of those rom- romantic comedy bits in it as well. Uh, so with that in mind, you've already mentioned it. Um, you talk about the long lineage. I think that this kind of follows in the footsteps of, mm-hmm. you know, for me, automatically, I'm thinking people walking around New York in, in a romance. I automatically, I think Manhattan. Sure. You think Woody Allen, I think, especially a New York filmmaker, playwright, they're going to have that background as well. Um, I know you've got one probably in mind. Uh, I thought a lot about When Harry Met Sally mm, as yeah. well. Uh, was a big thing for me. Uh, but another thing I thought about today, I don't know if you've ever seen it, was Noel Coward's, uh, or David Lean's directing Noel Coward's um, Brief Encounter. I've heard of this film. Which yeah, is I know it's a classic. kind of about these two married people who connect mm-hmm. and, you know, create this relationship of, you know, will they, won't they, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so I think it's, it is in a long tradition of movies reckoning with what ifs and what could have been and unrequitedness and... Also quiet and contemplative existential ideas about romance and love and fate and destiny. And and a lot of those moments come as they are just kind of walking around New York and talking about life and, you know, the, you know, the relationships that they've had and the way they kind of converse. I'm thinking a lot about Meg Ryan and Billy Crystal talking about their relationships as they go through when Harry met Sally. And so I, I think it does have a long lineage. Like you said, I think you've got a filmmaker, a storyteller who has a, Pretty broad knowledge. The film quotes directly from uh, Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind. Yep. You know, they reference it. We see clips of it in the movie. And, and I think that's a good piece as well. But what else were you thinking when you're thinking about that lineage of, I mean, of films? It really, uh, you know, if you want to look at like something in A24's catalog that's really similar to this, uh, it's Moonlight. But right, those, both of those films, both this film and that film, Moonlight, very much inspired by like Wong Kar Wai's work, yep. which the, I mean, you see his name come up a lot for these. It, when it, if it's a film about longing and desire from the last twenty five years, you're going to see him come up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I, you know, even though you know, like twenty forty six and Chunking Express and The Mood for Love are kind of like the three people bring up. I even think the ones that I've seen, Fallen Angels uh, and The Grandmaster, have this. You know, it's just even his Kung Fu movie has this this sense of like 
connection that it cannot be fully fostered for whatever reason mm-hmm. and how that can like really pull it to people and, and kind of redefine the, the trajectories of their lives. Uh, and then of, of course my beloved before trilogy from Richard Linklater, yeah. Linklater loves just putting the camera on people walking and talking mm-hmm. and you know, how did you get to where you're at and how, where are we going from here and how do we feel about each other? Like, you know, that's his bread and butter. Uh, and then of course before trilogy is, sort of the same idea that we see presented here in past lives, you know, condensed down into one film. It's, you know, checking in on a relationship, you know, a couple of times Mm -hmm. over the span of, you know, these pivotal moments in life as you jumping forward into different eras of of a life. And, uh, yeah, that, that was one I thought about a lot was before trilogy. Um, and just sort of how that trilogy fits together and how the three acts of this film fit together kind of reminded me uh, a lot of each other. And again, just the very kind of gentle, but elegant direction of, of letting the camera stay on people, especially I'm thinking of this final tracking shot at the end of past lives. It's just incredible. I mean, it's got, a, I think one of the great final scenes. Uh, I mean, a great final line yeah. uh, from Hay. Yeah. And then we do get that great kind of final moment with, with Nora. Yeah. Uh, and it's really cool. Celine song is in her interview that I watched or listened to talked about how she was telling everybody like, this is it. It all hangs on this. Mm-hmm. We have to make this like we have to execute this at the highest level we possibly can. And you're so right. Like it is, they succeeded. It is an all time great final scene. I think so. Yeah. I, I mean, there's a, a really great setup about uh, a character trait of Nora mm-hmm. that kind of comes up throughout the movie that this pivots on. Mm-hmm. I think, and that capitalizing on I think just the chemistry uh, between uh, Nora and Hay between. Um, Greta Lee and Tao Yu, uh, they're just great together. Uh, I mean, I think they just bring out the best in each other on screen. Yeah, Greta Lee is incredible in this. And, yeah. I, you know, if we most people probably know her from Russian Doll, the mm. sweet birthday baby uh, line that she says, you know, a hundred times in the first season of that show. Uh, she's also on High Maintenance, the HBO mm. show. But this is like, you know, I know a lot of people are talking about this right now about her coming out swinging with real dramatic chop- chops in this film. And, it really is an incredible performance, and so much of it is just hanging on her. And she, yeah, she's really compelling throughout the film. Yeah, I mean, it really is just them. We have a few, you know, a couple scenes with parents yeah. or extras. I mean, and John Magaro as Arthur gets a, a bit more to do with when he's with Nora, mm-hmm. right? Especially in the second half of the film. Um, but I think everything really rests on their shoulders to execute it well. And I think uh, there's a lot of trust there uh, from. Uh, song to let her actors carry that emotional resonance. But yeah, I, I think, you know, ultimately, um, Celine Song just, just a phenomenal debut here. Oh, man. Uh, you know, really incredible. Just knocking it out. And so, really appreciate that. Um, not a lot here to say. I just think this is a really interesting tidbit. You probably saw this too as you were kind of looking probably into uh, everybody involved. Uh, but apparently in 2020, Song directed a live production of Chekhov's The Seagull using The Sims 4 on Twitch. Wow. No, uh, I did not see For New York Theater Workshop. That's uh, awesome. It's called the, the Seagull on The Sims 4. Wow. Uh, and I'm just very curious about how that worked. Um very, very interesting concept mm, to me. Something we could cover on the genre cast. Perhaps. Yeah, if we so could find weird. it, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I wonder if that's available to find and watch anywhere. Yeah, I wonder if that's just on YouTube. We gotta yeah. go looking for that. That's so, weird. Uh, I'm just 
man, this is a debut is just stunning, I think, you know? And yeah, I'm right there with you. I mean, it spans years and continents, and, like, it all it gets tied together so efficiently and, yeah. and like, beautifully without feeling over-engineered and, at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I, I am... It's so fascinating, and, again, I think it's the fact that it is coming from a place that's autobiographical, like, it feels mm-hmm. true to life. Yeah. It, it doesn't feel too big. You know, it, it does have that movie only in the movie's feeling a couple of times. Yeah. But there is like a, a simpleness to what unfolds that like does feel like very true and not, you know, of the movies. And I think it does a smart job of undercutting some of that, I, I guess, believability, you know, mm-hmm. that only in the movie, because there's a moment that Arthur has as he's reflecting on what's being unfolded in front of him, where he yeah. gets to kind of talk to that, which I think is a clever way to... Be like, yeah, we get it. Yeah. It's a story for the stories. Yeah. But it, it, it works. It's fun too because it's like it's like a meta moment, but it also allows that character to like externalize his anxieties about the situation and then allows the two of them as a couple to like kind of talk through how they, they feel about it, like and how, mm. how they're gonna navigate it together. Like again, just like a really good exploration of like relationships. I think so, yeah. Really great stuff. I let her and uh, when Nora and Hae are talking about her marriage with Arthur, you know, it's funny. She's like, Yeah, no, we fight a lot and he's like well about what about like well i don't understand he's like you know you just you fight it's it's and then she gets home to arthur and kind of talks about the ways in which he's like she's like yeah he makes me like feel more and less korean in some ways like he's really masculine in a very korean (laughs) way yeah (laughs) arthur's like oh what well i'm not masculine it's such a very funny bit yeah yeah it's cute Uh, yeah there's so many like we've talked about this as like a very sweet movie but it's got a great sense of humor too i laughed laughed a a bit Yeah. yeah um and i think going back to what you said about genre i think it is kind of hard i mean could I put it in a bookshelf in a library and book in a video store on a shelf? Yeah, I could, you know, I could put a drama, I could put a romance, mm-hmm. but it does kind of exceed that. It does have a lot of comedy and it is just the kind of, I think authentic lived in real life nature of the story being told mm-hmm. that allows it to sort of exceed some of those spaces. So you do have a real emotional, I think roller coaster that's tonally very well balanced. Totally. Totally. So what do you say? I mean, is this the big full recommend, like get out to the theater I, for you? I mean, I think, think so i i think that especially on a first watch i'd really encourage you to if you find yourself to be distracted sometimes when watching movies because i don't think it i never felt that it was slow but if this isn't the kind of story you're normally going to be watching about people just kind of walking around talking um i think being in a kind of distraction free space but i think you need to go see this um hey just give it your money um because it deserves it. Yeah, support support independent yeah. film, support stuff that's um, about grown-ups talking. Yeah, and, and I think, like I said, this is just such a universal feeling, such a universal theme, such a universal concept, this idea of longing and what if and fate, uh, that I think most people who see this movie are, are going to connect with in some way. Yeah. And, and you know, either have those sort of cathartic responses to it or just really applaud what's put on screen because I think it just handles it in such a, a beautiful and resounding way. So yeah, it's, it's a big, you know, it's two thumbs up for me. Uh, you know, we're still halfway through this year. There's a lot of all the big critically acclaimed stuff to come later in the year. But I, I mean, I think this is a kind of easy front runner for a top 10 list by the end of the year. Um, big time. I mean, I've been thinking about it quite a bit since I saw it uh, just, and the more I think about it, the more it really just 
kind of resonates with me and emotionally affects me. So yeah, big recommend for me. If you have a chance to go see it, if it's playing near you and you have an hour 45, go catch it because it's, it's definitely, I think worth your money and worth your time just because it is so well put together, if nothing else. So Dalton, what do you think? Yeah, I'm right there with you. If I haven't tipped my hand already, I, I say go support this one. Uh, this is the kind of stuff that I want to see more of. Uh, and I'm, I'm a big fan of it. And I, I think you'll like it. You know, go go take a, take a date, you know, if, if you want. But this could be kind of a fun movie to go see by yourself and like really, uh, you know, and meditate on. But I think where you're going to have fun with this one is like conversations after, like mm-hmm. maybe go on a double date or, you know, go with a few people like and talk afterwards. Yeah. Like, really fun conversations. Like, yeah. What do you think? Like, how do you feel? Yeah. Like a, a really great film to kind of contemplate and like talk about like the how would you navigate a situation like that if, yeah. if that was how, you know, you if that was where you found yourself? Uh, yeah, great film. Go check it out uh, and talk to somebody about it because I think it's, it's a good one worth celebrating. And I, you're right. It's going to be coming up a lot on year-end lists and award awards time considerations. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, man, I mean, scripts, cinematography, I mean, there's yeah. a lot to the air to love. Um, well... If people do watch this, they do like it, and they want to talk to us about it, how would they do that? Yeah, if you want to get back to us on this film, you can uh, email us long-form feedback, goodtrashgenrecast at gmail.com. That's goodtrashgenrecast at gmail.com for any of your long-form feedback. Uh, we're on uh, Instagram and Twitter, at goodtrashmedia. Uh, we don't really update the Insta much, and you know, Twitter's sort of a sinking ship at this point with, well, with only being able to look at 600 tweets a day. Uh, unless you want to pay uh, musky. Don't you want ours to be one of your 600 today? Yeah, I guess. You know, you go look at our tweets. There's let it be one of your 600 today at Good Trash Media. Uh, promoting stuff online is weird right now. I, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, but if you want to help support us, you can go to patreon.com forward slash GTM uh, and get more info on that. I'm currently using a new mic stand uh, mm. we got with those funds. So patreon.com forward slash GTM. If you want to get more info on helping us keep the lights on and learn what's in it for you, uh, you, we'll send you a movie. You can pick a movie for us to talk about on the show. All kinds of fun bonus perks over there at patreon.com forward slash GTM. That's the social media and talking to us nonsense. Arthur, uh, any, anything else to plug or promote? I don't think so. You can go see Dalton in a five part, uh, reenaction of, t- uh, Twister. I almost said Titanic, <laughs> uh, which would, be uh somewhat timely i suppose um but you can do that on july 17th at seven o'clock at the uh okay cider okay cider Uh, yeah on sheridan oh and i guess stay tuned to this feed for our summer of lists yeah that's what i was gonna say we're 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 recording another one here in a second we've already recorded our top 10 uh, uh directors which was tough agonizing we did our top 10 movies we would use to teach the 90s which was more challenging uh today we may have really met our match though uh when we recorded our top 10 actors uh i don't know i don't know how i can go on arthur it was truly i i don't know i lost sleep i sweated i feel feel disloyal to a lot of people honestly yes same (laughs) i you know do i go with my gut do it and there's all those social ramifications as well uh and then we're going to be recording uh in, in the near future our top 10 TV shows. Yeah, that'll be fun. It'll change a pace, which will be nice. I think, I think. it'll be an easy, kind of yeah. more instinctual Which list. is how I treat TV anyway. It's, Same. It's, it's usually my, yeah, yeah, my kind of hangout time yeah. uh, medium. So, uh, yeah, so tune into the feed. Uh, check out those lists as they drop. We're very excited for all of that. Uh, we'll get back to regular programming in August. Uh, but until then, go see some movies. Go support some independent uh, cinema. Uh, 
all the uh, all the House of Mouse stuff's flopping anyway, so go catch some good stuff. And uh, we will see you next time on the Garbage Shoot.